out of the boundary of magic. Richard was shocked at the way his father's small home had been torn apart, as if a storm had been turned loose inside. Only a few things were left untouched. The blue message jar still sat on the shelf, and inside he found the sprig of vine. It was still in his pocket now. What his father meant him to know from it, he couldn't guess. Grief and depression overwhelmed him, and even though he still had his brother, he felt abandoned. That he was grown into manhood offered him no sanctuary from the forlorn feeling of being orphaned and alone in the world, a feeling he had known before, when he was young and his mother died. Even though his father had often been away, sometimes for weeks, Richard had always known he was somewhere and would be back. Now he would never be back. Michael wouldn't let him have anything to do with the search for the killer. He said he had the best trackers in the army looking, and he wanted Richard to stay out of it, for his own good. So Richard simply didn't show the vine to Michael, and went off alone every day, searching for the vine. For three weeks he walked the trails of the Heartland Woods. Every trail, even the ones few others knew of. But he never saw it. Finally... Against his better judgment, he gave in to the whispers in his mind, and went to the upper Venn forest, close to the boundary. The whispers haunted him with the feeling that he somehow knew something of why his father had been murdered. They teased at him, tantalized him with thoughts just out of reach, and laughed at him for not seeing it. Richard lectured himself that it was his grief playing tricks, not something real. He had thought that when he found the vine, it would give him some sort of answer. Now that he had, he didn't know what to think. The whispers had stopped teasing him, but now they brooded. He knew it was just his own mind thinking, and he told himself to stop trying to give the whispers a life of their own. Zed had taught him better than that. Richard looked up at the big fir tree in its agony of death. He thought again of his father's death. The vine had been there. Now the vine was killing this tree. It couldn't be anything good. Though he couldn't do anything for his father, he didn't have to let the vine preside over another death. Gripping it firmly, he pulled, and with powerful muscles ripped the sinewy tendrils away from the tree. That's when the vine bit him. One of the pods struck out and hit the back of his left hand, causing him to jump back in pain and surprise. Inspecting the small wound, he found something like a thorn embedded in the meat of the gash. The matter was decided. The vine was trouble. He reached for his knife to dig out the thorn, but the knife wasn't there. At first surprised, he realized why, and reprimanded himself for allowing his depression to cause him to forget something as basic as taking his knife with him into the woods. Using his fingernails, he tried to pull out the thorn. To his rising concern... The thorn, as if alive, wiggled itself in deeper. He dragged his thumbnail across the wound, trying to snag the thorn out. The more he dug, the deeper it went. A hot wave of nausea swept through him as he tore at the wound, making it bigger, so he stopped. The thorn had disappeared into the oozing blood. Looking about, Richard spotted the purplish-red autumn leaves of a small nannyberry tree laden with its crop of dark blue berries. Beneath the tree, nestled in the crook of a root, he found what he sought. An ohm plant. 
Relieved, he carefully snapped off the tender stem near its base, gently squeezed the sticky, clear liquid onto the bite. He gave a smile to old Zed for teaching him how the ohm plant made wounds heal faster. The soft, fuzzy leaves always made Richard think of Zed. The juice of the ohm numbed the sting, but not his worry over being unable to remove the thorn. He could feel it wriggling still deeper into his flesh. Richard squatted down and poked a hole in the ground with his finger, placed the ohm in it, and fixed moss about the stem so it might regrow itself. The sounds of the forest fell dead still. Richard looked up, flinching as a dark shadow swept over the ground, leaping across limbs and leaves. There was a rushing, whistling sound in the air overhead. The size of the shadow was frightening. Birds burst from cover in the trees, giving alarm calls as they scattered in all directions.